0: Many of us as women, we are going through a lot. We're going through a lot inside of our heart, inside of our chest and everything else. And, you know, it can feel like, you know, why is this happening to me? What's going on? why does it have to be this bad? You know, why does nothing ever have to work out? You know, whatever the different situations that you're in. But I've come to a realization a long time ago, and I want to share with you today that kind of helps me to lift my understanding of this, not let things get me down, not let myself get depressed, especially when it comes to issues of things with men or anything else. It's really, really can take a toll on you just in your own personal happiness and kind of what you wanted for your life. And you know, it can feel like every day is hard, but Like I said, when I found out this kind of really huge realization that I want to share with you today, it really, really changed everything and it let me stop wallowing and feeling bad and understand that there are proactive things I can do to start feeling better fast. Let's go. Right before we start the podcast, I want to let you know that we just opened the doors of the Muslim Marriage Lab. So for all of you that have been waiting for it to open, we only open twice a year. It's open for the next one week for registration only. You can get inside and join all the other women who are learning exactly how to find a spouse by the Quran and Sunnah and find all the answers, exact steps in great detail, visuals, everything else. So many of you already joined. I cannot wait to join with you as well on the journey. Link is below in the description. Hello, as aleikum. alaykum. Welcome back to the Mindfulness Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindfulness Muslim, coming to you every week on topics that you guys DM me day and night that you want help and support with, and that's why we're here. Um, I haven't said in a while, but the Mindfulness of brand is really a brand that was created specifically for women. And I crafted it a long time ago, maybe like, well, two years ago, but it's 20, some, maybe five years in the making in terms of just seeing what women are struggling with and seeing that we're not getting answers. And yes, there are scholars, and yes, there are, you know, amazing in influencers. But when it comes down to like people hearing us, people seeing us and what we're struggling with and getting real answers and being able to confide in another woman or small groups of women, when we can feel like this is our home, this is where we can come back to support one another time and time again. I didn't see that out there. And we made this podcast. I started off this podcast. There's you with me almost two years ago. And Alhamdulillah, now like I think we're up to 3.8 million um, listening in a hundred and like maybe 49 countries or something. But you know, th- these are beautiful experiences that I've seen where we've just touched each other's hearts all over the world, and we share a lot of the same similarities. And the topic I'm talking about today is is really that as well. So many of us, you know, we don't understand why things are not working out for us. Now, there's a lot to be said about that. There's a lot I can go into, and it really depends on every different particular sister situation. But I wanted to bring kind of like a ray of hope today, and what's helped me in general for so many situations. You know, in our community, we don't have a lot of education on certain things i had a sister the other day i was talking to her about pcos do you guys know what pcos is it's that thing where like you have certain hormonal issues that it stops you from having kids easily sometimes it has a lot of like like strange, weird growth stuff. Like, like I, I don't want to go into all that, but like, and so women are struggling and suffering. And for example, let's pretend they have PCOS, but their family doesn't know what PCOS is. And so they're just like, oh, why aren't you having babies, you know? And then they make the woman who's the new wife in the family feel horrible when actually she has a condition. But our our community is not always you know, up to par on all the, la- the latest medical understandings, right? Or maybe it's it's something else, you know? And so what we try to do here is we try to educate this generation so that they can understand what's going on and women can feel heard who are going through those types of things, right? Who aren't getting this support in their homes because maybe their families don't get it or maybe the mosque just isn't offering that. You know, and there's everything that we do here to try to give you. And you guys know if you've been listening to the podcast, we give resources as well, like PDFs and free things and, you know, phone calls. So we love to support you. And today's topic is kind of all about what I learned is going to help you get better. And what I know that you need to understand, that I need to understand, is that there's so much more information out there than we think and so much more help than we think. And the minute I was able to grab that and understand that, I had to proactively probably help myself. That was one of the biggest things. So that's like my introduction to this. Me having to help myself. So for example, when I was going through that time in my life when I was really, really um, suicidal-ish, whatever, you know, it was really a time where I did not know how to get out of this feeling. It felt really bad that I was really sad. I was a believer. I was a really, you know, actually active person in the community, but I couldn't shake the fact that I felt sad all the time. I couldn't shake the fact that I did not want to get up in the morning sometimes. And I had kids and I loved them to death, but I just didn't want to do it anymore. I would start to get, you know, you feel stagnant, you feel stuck. And so if you're feeling that, I get it. But what I learned is that I didn't understand my body. I didn't understand my brain. So a lot of things that happened to me, I just blame myself, to be honest. Gosh, you know, if I could just get it together, why can't I get up? Why can't I get more organized? Why don't I not want to do anything. Why am I lacking this motivation? I didn't understand how like the mind works and the body. After making a lot of du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he led me to understand how my, my mind works and I did that I was like oh you know actually the mind keeps you stuck actually the mind wants to keep you comfortable and I started to educate myself just like we're saying our communities and families aren't as educated sometimes we aren't as individuals either and then I understood how the mind works and I'm like oh every time my brain tells me don't do that it's uncomfortable it's because it's trying to protect me and then the fight or flight and it's kind of like psych 101 class once I got all that that's my point everything made sense I was like oh So the stuff that's happened to me is actually normal. Oh, so then what do I do to counter it? Because clearly I don't want to feel like this every day. And then I learned that there's certain things you do. And I was like, oh, and then I learned that. And I was like, I want to learn more of these and more of these and more of these. And you guys know that's kind of like how the emotions course that we now teach women was born. And so what we realized or what I realized and then I shared with my team and my family is that there's actually so much more we can do with our difficult situations. Um, I'm going to give you an example of what we had Yesterday, when I was talking to women inside, you guys know we just ended the challenge. It was the last day of the challenge. The women are wrapping up. They did amazing work, and, I'll, and um, you know, Alhamdulillah. What I want to tell you, one of the things I went over, and for women who are either married already or not married, I want you to listen to this because if you're married, you have children. It's really important that we break the cycle and we bring into the next generation the things that we wish we would have known better. Right. And you can still educate yourself now. I didn't learn a lot of stuff until I was married. It was a little bit too late for me in some instances, but it wasn't too late. I ended up realizing I was in an unhealthy marriage and then I left and now I'm in a healthy marriage. Like this is the things like you just got to grow. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. Nobody taught me. I didn't understand. Made mistakes. Fixed them. Moved on better life. That's really just it for all of us. And you can have that too. But I had to actually physically do something, right? Like who got me from point A to point B? It wasn't waiting. It was me being proactive. So I learned that there's so much more information out there than we realize. We're blaming ourselves, And if we would just proactively get up and learn something, we could have an entirely different life. That's how I have changed my life. And what I say here in the podcast is really just me sharing how I did it, in little, little little, bits all the time. I was talking to the women in the challenge um, yesterday about the, the four areas that it takes to know in order to, to find the guy and everything. And I want people who are married or unmarried right now to hear this because I'm going to say kind of like in a gist what I told them over there. I'm going to tell you why it makes a difference and how this information changed my life and how any new information on your problem can change your life too. We keep thinking everything is, oh, we can't. It, it's never going to change because my dad's never going to change. It's never going to change because my mom or my husband, no, that's not true. Not one of my family members changed. I changed. When I changed, everything changed. So that's what I want you to understand. There's information out there and it requires you to get up and move. And so what I had to do was search for answers. Now, good enough for you. You guys have us for support. But when I was in this situation, there was no group that could help me. And so I had to do it all myself with a lot of da'a. So it took me a long time took me five years to come up with a lot of the solutions that I had, but I had to do a lot of pining, like a lot of reading, a lot of taking classes under scholars and a lot of kind of like what we share with women now. We've compacted it because I know nobody's doing that, (laughs) not with this day and age. And so like we'll put it into three to four weeks. You can learn it. Boom. You know, and even like 20 minutes at a time, boom, because we know it's too hard for women to get fine time these days. But, you know, it's it's like when there's old school things, like if you want it bad enough, you'll get it right. So I wanted it bad enough. So I spent five years, but I know not everybody's going to do that. Not everybody has, you know, the same situation. So we try to make it as easy as possible. But when I was talking to women in the challenge, it was kind of like this. I said, look, there's these four areas you have to know in order to find a guy. If you are weak in even one of them, it is, it is a problem for you because one of these can each lead to something negative. And I'll just quickly go over what they are. So if you're married, you can make a connection in your marriage where if you want to do this better around the second time for your daughters, or if you're unmarried, you can understand like what this means. So this is the same stuff I was talking about that I teach in the um, Muslim Marriage Lab course in in very, very great detail. The first one is you and you. So, I would say in any situation, whether you're trying to fix your emotions, you're trying to find a guy, you're trying to fix your marriage, you're going to notice you always have to start with you, you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you're currently doing things in your life that are not good for you, you know they're not. They're not beneficial, right? Wasting of time, being around the wrong circles of people, missing on salah and other things. Don't expect to have a great life. Don't expect to have ease. That's just understandable because we're not doing the things that Allah loves. Allah created the world. And Allah created the people. He knows what it takes for them to function at a really healthy capacity. If he says to stay away from something, it's because he knows it's not going to help you. It's not going to help me. Stop looking at them as just rules. They're not just Islamic rules. They're ways of living with fulfillment and happiness. And the minute I realized they were not rules, wear hijab, don't wear hijab, like it's not. Each one comes with a beautiful story if you would just unfold it into how that is going to help you in your life. Now, I know the Western world is going to tell us another tale, but look how they live. They don't have happiness. You have people on drugs, people committing suicide, people cheating on one another, people killing one another. I mean, like, it's, it's not like we're looking at a great model. They have the same mistakes we do, but we have the mistakes because we're copying them. So it's not an East versus West thing here. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm trying to say is Allah created a perfect system. We're just not using it. And because of it, we're suffering really that simple so really quickly going to go through it so the first thing is that you and you right then you and him every woman has a right to be attracted to a guy to feel like he's compatible with her she's compatible with him well if you didn't check into yourself first you won't know if he's compatible with you right so that's why you got to do the piece with you and you first you and Allah connect with yourself and that's what we were doing with the women in the challenge for the past three days The stuff that women told me that came out after a while was just like, I'm afraid of this, but what if he does this to me? Like all the fears that we had. And then we talked about the beautiful promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He said in so many places of the Quran, if you do such and such, I will protect you. No one will harm you. But we realized we weren't doing those things he was saying. So we didn't feel protected and we didn't feel like we felt like anyone could harm us. But that's because we were setting ourselves up. He said, if you're grateful, I will give you more. Well, we realized we were doing a lot of complaining a lot of negativity, that's not being grateful. So clearly we had to shift, you know, and he said, if you stay away from this haram and this and this, I'll make this easy for you. We realized that, hey, some of the sisters had to let some bad practices go. So we started to realize really fast exactly where we were and where we needed to be and how to get there and and the exact next steps. Each woman, I I made them take a personalized quiz and they knew that exactly what they still needed to work on and didn't work on in the four areas that I'm talking about right now. So I talked about you and you, you and him. Then it was the family. I talked to them about like being able to pick up flags on the family. How do you know if like the mother's going to be an overpowering person and like basically put a lot of influence on your husband and change that marriage for you. A lot of you guys who are married might know what I'm talking about or the big sister or the big brother. You know, understanding family dynamics. A lot of women, we realize, they're not asking the right questions and they're not looking for the right answers because they actually don't know what to look for. They're they're asking very general, vague questions to the guy. Like, what about this? But they don't actually in tune with what they're trying to get out of him. They're just asking what they hope might be good questions to ask, but they weren't that personalized to their true wants and needs. And the women who do that, who, who just ask these general vague questions, they get like surprises later on when they're married. It's really quite dangerous. And I deal with it all the time. And then when we get to the fourth one, which is the process, again, a lot of women were not following the process correctly. So they were sinning. Okay, They were doing a lot of stuff that they shouldn't do, whether they knew it and realized it, you know, knew it or not, you know, didn't know it, so they didn't know or knew it and ignored it and did it anyway. They're struggling. And then they want to know why they can't find a spouse. And we're doing this age old thing like a children's big movie, We blame ourselves. But if they would have learned, if they would have known, right? I had a sister in the program that we did it last year in the um the course, she actually um realized right in the middle of the course she was actually already talking to someone for marriage that they were very, very toxic. And she said, Oh my gosh, I just woke up. I just realized that I would have married this guy. And that would have been a nightmare. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I took the time for myself to learn. So my short message in this podcast, ladies, is everything good can come to you because Allah promised you just have to do your part. You have to learn. You have to make sure that you do what he asks you to do. And he will come through. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you. But take the next step. Learn. Take action. All right. I will see you guys all week. This week and next to the last, we're going to be giving advice on marriage. Um, the doors to the Muslim Marriage Lab are open. So if you do want to join with the cohort of women, I'll definitely see you inside. I see so many of you in there already. I cannot wait to start this journey with you. alaikum.